This podcast is sponsored by King Manual Therapy, restoring function to body and voice. Later on, we will be discussing the services Stephen offers and where you can find him. Hello and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast that discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Cathy Reid. And I'm Scarlett Maltman. And this week we are joined by Amy Jessup. Amy is performance, confidence and mindset coach and speaker. She works with private clients, groups, colleges, grads, professionals, everyone and anyone to help people create a better life and a better working life. Hello, Amy. Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. You? Yeah, we're not bad, are we? Yeah, we're good, yes. It's cold. It's cold today. (laughs) I'm freezing. (laughs) It's January. It's still January. So, Amy, we are going to play a little game. I'm a bit nervous about this, I have to say. You're nervous? Yeah, because I say random stuff, so let's just hope that it comes out okay. (laughs) That's good, though. That's good. That's good. Right. First word. Friday. Exciting. Yes. Healthy. Happy. Glittery tights. Sparkle. Oh yeah, I really want some. I really want some glittery tights. <laughs> Home. Family. Lovely. Inspiration. Ooh, that's a really good one. All around us. I like that. I like that. Okay. This one might be a bit controversial. Greg's vegan sausage roll. Exci- I want one. Exciting. Yeah, me too. Me too. There was a lot of stick on it. And I was. I was rooting for it. I was rooting for it. I'm. I'm veggie. I'm. Yeah. So and I. I love a Greg sausage roll. So the minute that I turned veggie, I was like, oh, little things like that. I can't have anymore. And then they released the vegan one. I was like, awesome. But I haven't. I haven't managed to try it. Maybe we can get one after this. I'm craving a Greg sausage roll today. <laughs> Mindset. I have no idea. There's too many words, I think. There's too many words to, to describe mindset. Yeah, oh, um, up, well, up to us. It's up to us. I like it. Bubble bath. Relaxing. Brexit. Back off. <laughs> so, Amy, your website states that you are an actor, a singer, a dancer, a teacher, a wife, a mother, a confidence and mindset coach, and a speaker. I mean, that's enough jobs for anyone. Yeah. Even even just a mother yeah. is enough job for anyone. Um, so how did you get involved in the arts to begin with? Just tell us all about you. Okay, so um, I have been singing, dancing, and acting since I was very tiny. Um, my first job actually was, I was about five years old, and it was uh, at the Royal Opera House in Alyssa de Moore with Pavarotti, which is a pretty awesome first job, yeah. Um, uh, but I come from a family of performers, actually. My dad does it, both my sisters do it, my husband does it, my brother-in-law. So we are, we're a bit like the Von Trapp family. Um, and I've always been around it. Like I was the kid that would be singing along to Mary Poppins and wanted to be Julie Andrews, you know? Like most of us, I think. And it's always, been a, it's always been a passion of mine. I've never wanted to do anything else. It literally was, you know, I was kind of born that way. Um, and always knew that I wanted to do it, knew that I would do it, I think. And have always had a sense of confidence in it as well. And I don't know, I really couldn't tell you whether that's nature or nurture. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm just lucky to be as confident as I am and to feel that way. Or whether I've just not had... Um, anything knock me you know too badly I've just been lucky who knows but um, I've always thought and always and always known that I do what I do um, and I, I went down the road that I think um, most people do and I and I, I thought that I would do so I did my A-levels at, coll- at uh, college and I went to Mount View got into Mount View and I did my three years there like most people and trained and then when I came out of Mount View I very very quickly got my first job um, and that was the international tour of Mamma Mia and I was um, on Sobble first cover Sophie Sheridan which was lovely and that's where I met my lovely husband um, and that's actually where my life kind of shifted ever so slightly kind of shifted gear without me knowing it but it shifted gear um, and that's when my focus slightly changed because it didn't it wasn't just about me anymore and me in the business it was about me and him and us in the business um, and after that, I 
very quickly uh, got another job and that was um, alternate Scaramouche in the number one tour of We Will Rock You and I did that for a year and while I was doing that my husband or my fiance at the time was in Wicked, he was playing Bok, so he was in London, I was all over the country and we were kind of grabbing bits of money and our paychecks whenever we could and we'd you know, put it in our bank account and we knew by that time we were going to get married so that was our focus uh, for that year. Um, and then very quickly after that um, I kind of got pregnant with my little boy and then my focus completely shifted. Once again it wasn't about us anymore, it was about the three of us and work became very different for me and um, opportunities were different because obviously I was pregnant and I couldn't do you know, certain stuff. And then I turned my attention to making my own opportunities because I've always been a bit of a rebel. I've always been a, um, the person who will stand up for the injustice. Um, I've always been someone who will put my hand up and say, you know, I don't think that's right. And that's, um, sometimes that doesn't fit in with the business that we're in. But I've always been a rebel and I've always, I've always liked working for myself and doing my own thing. So I thought, you know what, I'm pregnant, I have to, you know, um, make money for us and my baby and um, Alex was still being a performer in London and that was great but I knew I needed to do something and I knew that I couldn't rely on the phone ringing and my agent calling giving me the opportunity I decided that I was going to take the opportunity myself so I then started a theatre company for kids and young uh, adults and we very quickly moved out of London after that and we moved near Colchester and that's where I kind of set that up and I've been doing that for the past seven years yeah so you said a lot of really interesting points, which we'll get on to later. Um, but you mentioned drama school. Um, when did you when did you go to Mountview? What year was it? So uh, my graduating year was 2006. So what was the attitude like towards mental health in 2006? Um, I don't think there was any attitude towards mental health back then in 2006. I mean, I don't think it was even talked about. It wasn't even you know there was there was nothing. There was, you know, there was, there was nothing that I can recall. And like I said, you know, I, I, I've never been, I've never really had the, that moment where I think I need to speak to somebody or I need to, um, I need some help, which I'm very grateful of. I'm really grateful of that. Um, but I was aware of other people at college that maybe needed that. And I can't speak on their behalf. I don't know if they were helped. I don't know. But I certainly wasn't aware of anything. And I think that it's probably it was probably across the board at all drama schools at that at that time. I think. Do you think that's something to do with you know the time you know as time's gone on, mental health has increased a lot? Do you think in two thousand and six you know a lot of people were actually okay, or do you think there has always been this underlying issue that's just never been addressed till recently? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. You know, I, I, I can't imagine that mental health has just become a thing in the past five years, you know. Um, you know, I, I know lots of people, members of my family, family friends, people that I've known for many years that I know have suffered with mental health issues and problems. And, and I can't believe for one second that performers have never had mental health. And it only started, you know, back in 2016 or whenever it was that, you know, it started to become more relevant. I think it's always been a thing. Um, I think that people were just very blind to it. I think people were just, you know, very blasé about the whole thing. And people didn't ask for help back then. You know, people, it's it, the most amazing thing that has happened in the past kind of 12 to, what, 24 months is that people are now, the stigma is breaking and we're now starting to hear more people's opinions and we're starting to hear, I need help and I want help, and which I just don't think people did that. And also, I think as performers, we are kind of trained to come across as a, a pillar of strength like we have to be strong you know yeah I'm okay you okay John yeah I'm good you know um, even if we are the lowest of the low or we're working a really shit job can I swear thank god we're working a really shit job um, and you, you know we re feel really down but still we have to walk in and we have to paint that smile on and we have to pretend that we're fine I think that we are now understanding that we too can do that and actually if there's any industry in the world that is going to suffer with mental health problems it's going to be us and hopefully I'll get to explain that a little bit later on my theory on that 
it is really interesting that you say in the last 12 to 24 months because Scarlett and myself we chat about this quite regularly that we feel that if we hadn't set up this podcast in 2018 someone would have done it already by the time we actually got around to doing it which is why we're like let's get on it but if we'd done it maybe even a year before in like the middle of 2017 people might not have been as quick to kind of latch on and go this is what I need and I need help I think I think that even when we were we are 2016 graduates and I wouldn't have asked for help at drama school and I and I didn't ask for help at drama school so yeah yeah I think something that I've been thinking about recently as to why you know it's very much needed needed now I think a huge part of that is the way that our lives have completely changed with technology and especially social media, um, which I'm sure you've got an opinion of, which we will talk about later. Um, but let's just go back kind of back to the beginning. What is your experience with mental health? Obviously, you're a mindset coach. Um, so where did this kind of passion, where did that, where did that come from? So, like I said, I, don't, I can hold my hands up and say that I don't think I've ever really suffered with mental health. Um, and for that, I'm very grateful. Um, I have a very close family member who has mental health issues and problems, and um, and that comes in waves. Um, so I I've been around it a lot, um, and come to understand it more as I become an adult, and that's from a very personal you know place. Um, but it's it's funny because like I said before, a lot of my family are performers and it's not until really um, I met someone who is a performer and my sister met someone who is a performer and then my younger sister met a performer that we, our circle grew, our family circle kind of, you know, grew a bit bigger and we talk about that stuff a lot more and, and I became aware that there are people very close to me that do suffer with things like anxiety, that do suffer with moments where you know, you need you need someone just to go. What, you know, what am I doing? Talk, you know, talk to me about how I move on from this moment, and you know how I feel better. Um, and and I just thought, I don't understand why we put ourselves in this position. You know, I don't understand why we put up with it actually, because I think a lot of a lot of performers just put up and shut up. And I think we've been trained to do that. I think we've been trained to, you know. Um, accept no money for a job and just be grateful because you know well it's it's a job and you know you should just thank me for it you know and and we don't need to do that that we don't need to do that we can be we can be the pillar of strength that we're expected to be but we can be it for real um but I understand that because of the world that we live in and the circles that we move in, it's very difficult. I, I get that. I understand that. But, but I, I, I kind of heard those voices from the people that I know and love. And I thought, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand why we do this to ourselves. Because I, I always talk about performing like a sickness. Like, it's almost like a disease. Because if you're born with the passion to do it, it never leaves you. And when you're not given the opportunity to do what you love it's really hard and I always and I remember saying to my husband once if I could like if I could inject myself with a remedy to kind of take it away I would because I think my life would be a lot easier do you know what I mean because I I, I wouldn't have that want and that will and that that need to do it but without the outlet to do it in and I think that's what we suffer with most of all it's it's we we all want to be so creative and we all want to be amazing and be our best and show the world our talent but we don't necessarily get the opportunity to do that and I think that that massively impacts our our mental state and also about a year ago I met up with a group of uh, grads that graduated with me at Mount View we did like a reunion thing and I was completely unaware that they and there was about about 10 people around the table I was completely unaware that they had all left college completely unconfident and their confidence had been zapped and they felt like they'd kind of, they were leaving as half the performer as that they were when they started and that they had no support and no security and they just felt really lost. And I, and, and I sat around the table, I was listening to all of these opinions and I thought, I have... I can't believe that that's what's happened, that you've, you know, that these people, whether it's funded or it's been paid for by parents and God bless parents, but whether, whether it's, however it's been paid for, you know, it's 30 grand's worth and three years of someone's time to leave not feeling ready to go into the business that you trained to be in. And, and that was the moment I think really for me that I went, you know, this has, something has to change. You know, we ha I, have to, I have to take what I've been given, whether or not, like I said, it's nature or nurture, whether it's God given or whether it's, you know, from my parents. 
but I feel like I can help people be the confident person that they need and should and, and um, have a right to be. So true. Yeah. So what do you do then? Talk us through your amazing business that you have. So I work with all manner of people um, from kids um, and I teach kids regularly and I do a lot of my confidence and mindset and, and performance coaching with them without them really knowing it. You know, you start, you start them young. But, but um, what was funny was a couple of weeks ago I did some training with some business women and these women are really successful. They are working their way up the, the ladder, you know, to CEOs or whatever. And none of them, I, I can't think of one, I can't recall one that actually presented themselves with the confidence and the, and, and the strength and the grace that she deserved. And I looked at her and I, th I looked at all of them and I thought, how have you got to the place where you are in your business without having the skills to present yourself in a really positive, really confident way? And I then thought, I need to do more of this with, my, with the kids that I teach because I think if you can teach it at a young age and also almost teach it without them knowing that they're being taught it, if you can teach them how to present themselves, how to be in social situations, how to deal with new situations, new people, build rapport with people, um, then you're setting them on a really good course for life. It doesn't matter if they want to be a performer or they want to work in Asda or they want to you know, be CEO of a big company. But So I work literally from kids and I work with, with uh, uh, people at college. I've just done some training today at Italia Conti. Um, I work with uh, professionals, people that have graduated and people that have been in the business for years. And I work with you know, people that have done it their whole lives. I work with business people. So I, I work with groups, I work with individuals, I have one-to-one -one clients. The, the list goes on, really. And, and I can help with anything that is specific to that person or that group of people. Um, what I love to do is I love to show people and share with people skills and tools and techniques that allow them and give them back the confidence to, like I said, build amazing relationships with people because instantly we feel more confident if we have better relationships, to present themselves in a really positive way. Um, to appreciate what they have around them and a lot of it is mindset a lot of it is how we approach the world and how we see the world and if we can kind of change our expectations to appreciation of things our whole life changes so the things that I do are very basic and very simple actually it's just it's literally it's kind of taking taking something and spinning it on its head and showing someone that if you think about it that way that's the result you get but if you think about it this way then this can happen and you can create this and you can manipulate it to you know your own gain and make your own opportunities and you just see people kind of go oh I've never thought about it like that before or um, I'm gonna try that the next time that I go into an audition or the next time I meet someone new or you know and it, and it literally covers it covers their whole life it goes from work life to family life to relationships to performing lives. It, it, you can use it in anything. Um, it's just about being more aware of yourself and and using your whole skill set, all the skills that you know I can teach you. It's, it, it's about creating an armor that you can wear. You know, and like if you were a gladiator and you entered a ring, you wouldn't go without a weapon, right? So, so I teach people like when you're auditioning, don't go into that audition room, your that ring, that gladiator ring, without any armor on. You know, you've got to tool yourself up. You know, go in and use some of these things that I'm going to teach you, and instantly you will feel like you've created something better, or you've you've made a, a really good relationship with that person. You know, so it's about. It's about teaching people skills, actually, that they can use across every single aspect of their life. Oh, just when you were talking there, I wish I found you a year ago. Because I, I say it quite openly in the podcast, but a year ago I was like totally self-destruction mode, didn't know what I, what I was doing in this industry. And I think like like what you say, you know, appreciating relationships and putting time into that, that is a skill. Um, and especially in this industry when you know it's so unpredictable it's so easy to just cut all that off and put all your focus on one thing that you have no control over and um, so just going back to specifically performers and what you do in drama school 
obviously you can't name any names, but as a whole, what what is the outcome that you've seen since you've started going into drama schools and working with performers? So it's funny because I listened to a podcast that you guys did with Anne-Marie Thomas from the MTA. I listened to her uh, very recently and I have found the same problem that she was talking about actually in her podcast in as much as drama schools, you can't, you get in touch with them, you let them know that you're there, you say, you know, hey, this is me, this is what I can do for you and your students and your faculty, because that is really important. Let's not forget that they're not superheroes, you know, they, they also have, you know, stuff to work out as well because we're all human. Um, I'm here, I can help you, you know, invest in me, I'll invest in you, that type of a thing. And you'd be, you'd be really surprised, or maybe not, to hear that a lot of them just go la 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 la, you know, covering their ears. Um, and a lot of very kind of basic thank you but no thank you responses. Um, and the, th the really frustrating thing for me is, is that is that I know because I've done it and I do it, I know what response it gets. Like, if you look at my Twitter feed after I've been into somewhere, you know, like I did today, the response from people is extraordinary. You know, people people will comment things like, you know, I, was, I felt really anxious today, but now after seeing Amy, I feel really set for the year ahead, you know. And when you... When you say things, things like that are really powerful, you know, to say that I now feel really ready, my, I'm mentally ready to carry on, not physically, because, you know, the staff there can deal with physical stuff, you know, I'm not a dance teacher, you know, I'm not a singing teacher, I can't do that, I don't pretend to do that, but what I can do is I can, I can train their minds to perform just as well as their bodies can physically. And in, in my experience and in my brain, it makes sense that if your mind is working just as well as your body, then you can create brilliant things. There's no point in, there's no point in going to a singing class or going to an acting class if your mind isn't in the right place because you don't take on the stuff you need to take on. You can't, you can't express yourself in the way that you want and should do. So, so, and it's funny because, you know, people invest, colleges and people and performers will invest in singing lessons you know they'll pay 30 pounds to go and have a singing lesson once a week or once a month that's great and I'm not saying they shouldn't do that because you know be a master of your voice they go to dance class you know they pay to go to dance class which is fine be a master of your craft but but when it comes to your mind I really don't understand I really don't see anything that's more important you know because if your mind's not working at 100% then your body won't be you know, and it's all about bringing it together. It's finding a way of bringing what you what you have physically, the talent you have physically, and and bringing what you have mentally, and and having it all work together. And you you can honestly create amazing things if if you find that balance. But it's just having the opportunity to do that and share that with people and colleges. I don't know whether whether they're scared. I don't know whether it's because it's something new. I don't know whether I don't know what it is. I don't know, and I'm sure Anne-Marie doesn't know either, um, because to us it makes perfect sense, but, but it's, it's, it's hitting a brick wall. And I hope that with things like Time for Change and things that she's doing and, and other things that other people are doing, I hope that it just becomes... I hope that they kind of just get a little knock-knock-knock on, on their brain and they think, you know what, actually, we, we need to listen to these people, we need to welcome it in, we need to welcome it with open arms, because there's some things that they can't offer their students that that other people can you know I think it's so interesting because again um, me and Kathy recently have been discovering you know um, counselling isn't for everyone going and talking isn't for everyone and things like this what you're doing is probably a more creative way for creatives to get in check with their mental health rather than sitting and talking it's preventative so what so um, you know, it's fantastic that colleges now ha have welfare and they have um, like welfare officers and they have counsellors and therapists. That's amazing. And there is absolutely a place for that. But not everyone needs a counsellor. Not everyone needs a therapist. Um, you know, I certainly didn't feel like I did at college. I didn't feel like I needed to go in and speak to somebody. But if I know, I know that if someone like me came in and, and did what I do, it would have inspired me to raise my standards. It would have inspired me to think about what I produce a bit more, how I am with people, what I put out there, what I expect back. Um, I know that it would have helped me. And I know I would have really 
resonated with it and connected with it and I and, and that's what I had that today you know I, I saw what 100 students today and every single one of them you know they were they were looking at me they were engaging with me they were writing stuff down like crazy people in their notepads you know trying to remember it all um, smiling at me you know and and you you know it goes in you know they hear it you know that it means something and as they leave it's the you know thank you thank you so much you know and and I and I just think to myself I wish and I'm sure that other people that do kind of what I do and are campaigning for the same kind of things I know that they would think the same but I'd love to get all of those kind of heads and principles and you know big wigs that are that run the college so I'd love to get them in a room and I'd love to do it with them I'd love that opportunity to, to for them to experience it themselves um, and just and, and just understand it because the thing is is that you know if you send an email or you make a phone call and you say hi and you try and explain what you do because not everyone understands it because once again it's kind of this stigma thing yeah because no one no because not everybody understands it properly then there's an element of um, I don't need to know about it you know I, I don't have to know about it I don't understand it so therefore you know it's fine we'll just put in another dance class and that's that's fine but it's so evident that it's needed you know even if it's just for that that, that tiny bit of inspiration, you know, you, we all know we get to a stage, we get to a space where we do the same thing day in, day out, you know, we push ourselves to the limit every single day and especially if we're working, like you guys say, muggle jobs, if you're, if you're going into college and you're training every day really hard and you're pushing yourself and you then go and work in Starbucks or whatever it is on the weekend, you know, you get to the place where you, where you just think, what, why am I doing this again? Like, what is, what's the end goal? And if you can just speak to somebody who realigns your thought process and re-inspires you and shows you, you know, you're okay, you're doing the right thing, just shift this in your mindset or the way that you approach things and you'll be okay. You know, it's, it's priceless, really. It's priceless. And it's skills that people it's skills that people will take with them throughout their whole life. Because like I said, you can use it in your relationship, you can use it in with your family, you know, you can use it in in normal work, in muggle work, you know? It's um it may, it's a no brainer to me, you know. So as we said at the start of the podcast, we are gratefully sponsored by King Manual Therapy. Stephen is a manual therapist who specialises in myofascial release and Scarlett and myself are both here with him at his clinic today. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Scarlett. How are you feeling after your treatment? I feel really, really good. I had quite a lot of back tension and neck tension, I think you would say. Stephen just kind of shuggled me all up. That's a technical term. (laughs) So it was something that I wanted to start in 2019 in order to look after my mental health as I carry quite a lot of stress around my body. Um, And Stephen's clinic is such a supportive, safe and funny atmosphere. He offers top banter as well throughout his treatments. It's been a really great thing to do in 2019 for me. And I went for a vocal massage last week and having put off going for vocal massages for years because I've heard about how painful they are, I can confidently say that it was completely pain-free and I felt so much better after it. And I think that there is a big link between looking after your mental health and looking after your physical health as well. So Stephen, if people would like to begin with you, where can they find you? So you can find me at kingmanualtherapy.com and there's a whole little booking system there. You can just schedule, come and see me, come say hi. We'll work out what we can do. And um, you can find me on Twitter. You'll find me, King Manual Therapy, and uh, Instagram, also King Manual Therapy. I feel like that's really unimaginative. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. Okay, so you have been uh, going into drama schools for the last year and you've just come from a drama school today. Uh, What kind of advice would you have for anyone who is currently in first, second or third year, who is maybe class of 2019, who's thinking, I'm completely lost, I do not know where I'm at, I feel so underconfident and I'm about to graduate, what am I going to do? What advice would you have for them? Okay, so... um First of all, the one thing that I want to kind of debunk is this myth of um, in, the, in your second year, you are kind of broken down and you have to feel like that's what the institution is doing to you because, you know, for the greater good, I don't, I don't really get that. 
I don't understand that and I don't agree with it. Um, and I think it's something that actually we impress upon ourselves. I think that everyone kind of does their first year and they get through their first year. And when second year starts, it's kind of that sandwich year, it's the middle year. I think that everyone collectively can feel a bit lost. I think everyone collectively can feel like they're not good enough. Um, and they lose their focus, yeah? Um, and then in turn, I think we, we tell ourselves, oh, well, they're breaking us down. You know, they're, and I had that at college, you know, I heard that all the time. And I, I don't, I, I really don't agree with it. And I think that it's, it's, it's up to us to take that back. It's up to us to challenge that. And it's up to us to, um, to take back the power over second year. That's the first thing. Um, the one thing that I will say is, it, and, and it's always a very big thing in anything that I do, any of the work that I do, is breath. Like, we are all absolute superheroes, but we don't know it. Our superpower is our breath. And I really don't think that for something, for, for an institution like a college that deals with dance and deals with song, like singing, I think we, we kind of go into breathing, but we don't go into breathing. And... Um, it's the source of all of our power. It's gonna get us through any tough times, it's gonna get us through um, any amazing times. It's, um, it's there to use when we're acting, it's there to use in our relationships. And so I would encourage people to breathe. And I do something called the heartbeat breath, which is really, really simple. It's very simple. And can I just talk people through that now? Okay, so um, what I would ask people to do is I would ask them to stand um, with their feet slightly apart, roll their shoulders back, you know, stand like a superhero, close their eyes, concentrate on their diaphragmatic breath. So hopefully everyone knows who their diaphragm is and, and, and make it as deep and as low as possible. And then I would... Uh, count and we're going to do it we would do it in counts of four so we would breathe in for four we would hold that breath for four we would exhale for four and then we would rest for four and we'd kind of rest in that kind of silent no breathing zone which creates a calmness inside um, and I would do that three or four or five times yeah so you breathe in for four you hold for four you exhale for four and you rest for four and actually if, you're, if there's any kind of craziness happening, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, if someone's just been mean to you, if you can't cope with something in that particular moment, then the heartbeat breath is something that can literally snap you out of that emotional state that you're currently in, and you can find clarity in that moment. And you can almost, you know, it's like you know, when you see the red mist, it's like, you know, defogging the red mist. It's like the difference between me picking up my child and throwing him out the door when he's not got his shoes on and we're late for school to me just, you know, breathing and then gently nudging him out the door. You know, it's the difference maker. Um, breath is amazingly powerful and there are hundreds of breathing exercises that I do with people and some work for some and, some, you know, some don't work. But breathing is key. Um, and you know you can go online and you can find breathing exercises and if you think that really helps and works for you then breathing throughout your college years is a good thing to do um, the other thing is I would you know I would ask yourself I'd ask yourself what you think your needs are like there are there are six human needs and everyone has a different need structure and um, how you how you apply yourself and how you travel through life depends on how you rank your need structure and everyone's will be different right so um, the most popular one is certainty and probably about 80% of the whole population will really highly value certainty the certainty of a next job the certainty of waking up in the morning the certainty of having food on the table being able to make that that next paycheck or whatever it is um, and the problem with that is, is that if you've got 80% of the population who really value certainty and, and they hold it high up on their list, is that, you know, we ask ourselves as performers the question, where's the certainty in our business? It's nowhere, really. So we are, we are constantly kind of jarring against what we need as a human being. We need that certainty. We need to know when our next paycheck's coming. We need to know we have food on the table. We need to know we can pay our mortgage or our rent. But the problem comes in as much as that there's no certainty. So we're constantly battling with that. Um, 
and I think you need to find out what your what your structure is what are your needs you know what are your needs through life and I think when you can work that out and you know that you know what I really value this or I really value that um, and you can also work out ultimately what your fears are because we all have fears every single one of us and there are two global fears like universal fears every human being on the planet has them too the first one is the fear of not being good enough and the second one is the fear of never being loved and when you think about us as performers <laughs> we don't we don't we don't wake up in the morning and go into work hoping that we're going to do a crap job we want to be good enough right to get that job to get that part to be a company member so the fear of not being good enough is massive for us and it's a global, it's an epidemic, that fear. Everyone has it, but it's massive for us. And the second one is not being loved. And who, who goes to work or is in a show and doesn't want, oh my God, you were amazing, I loved you in that show. You know, no one wants, oh, you were, your energy was, you know, really great. You know, no one wants that. You want that love and that appreciation. We all want that. We're show-offs, right? We want, that, we want the appreciation of our talent. We want to be loved. So two of the biggest fears on the planet really affect us deeply because we almost crave them and need them in the work that we do. So we find that we're constantly jarring against ourselves as humans, as human beings. Um, so when you can work out what your fears are, when you can work out what your needs are, um, and there's loads of stuff, you know, like this on my website and there's stuff online that you can find. And, and when you can work out what, what, what tools and techniques like breathing um, and other things work for you, that will stand you in a better stead. You know, it kind of puts you ab uh, above the rest. You kind of um, work on a slightly higher plane, you know, and, and you can pretty much overcome anything with breath. Honestly, it's a superpower, trust me. Like even um, with what you said there about um, you know not not feeling enough and wanting loved, when my kind of life went kind of topsy turvy, especially with um, my boyfriend, I was like, I'm, I, I'm not like you're not, I, I'm not enough. You you don't love me, and then I was putting that into everything in my life because I'm going into work every day saying, well, work in addition, going, love me, am I enough? Am I am I what you need? So I was doing that with everything in my blooming life. Because because you're finding it not only, or you're craving it not only in your relationships, and whether that be a physical relationship with a loved one, or whether it's a relationship with a parent, because we all want that from our parents, right? We all want that, you know, that love and that respect equally, and we want that, oh my God, darling, you were amazing. Um, whether it's that or whether it's something else, we, ne we, just, we need to raise our standards, you know? We need to... We need to raise our standards because if you know you can you can go to college and you can expect a really high standard in your training you know you can go and have a singing lesson and have a really high standard of vocal training that's great and you can expect that and 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 you wouldn't question that but you might go home and you might be in a, in a relationship where someone walks all over you or you're not spoken to nicely you know and your standards are lowered and then and then you're constantly battling with yourself because your standards are all over the place. So what I would say to people is raise your standards. You know, raise them all up high. If there's something that's not working for you and it doesn't meet your standard, your level, then get rid of it, change it, do something about it. And, and I think that one of the problems that we have in the creative industry is that we are, like I said before, we're kind of taught to put up and shut up. It's like, be grateful of the opportunity you have because you never know when it's going to come around again. And there, I understand that. But also, you know, I felt I was very grateful of the jobs that I have and that, that I have had. But I never felt like I needed to thank people for them. You know, I worked really fucking hard. And I was really talented. I am really talented. You know, I deserved to be in those companies. I deserve to, you know, produce the shows that I do. I, pre I, I deserve all of those things because I work really hard for them. And I don't feel like I need to be thankful and constantly be going, oh, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. You know, we, I, I did some work the other week and um, I got paid very handsomely for it. And my instinct kind of went back to my kind of pre-college during college days and uh, my instinct was to go oh really no you don't have to pay me that much money you know that's that's okay that's okay and the woman that I was with who is a very good friend of ours who has been in the business for donkey's years and she's absolutely fabulous she um, she said to me take it and you take it graciously and um, and you understand that 
as actors, we are taught to accept a cheese sandwich and a bottle of water and be grateful for it, you know, and to go. And we go, oh my God, thank you so much. But I don't know why we do that. And it's true, you know, I was worth that amount of money. To them, I was worth that. And I am worth that. And everyone should understand that. That even though there are thousands of us out there all trying for the same jobs, you know, individually we are all worth and all deserve that opportunity. Um, and we can all bring something completely individual and something completely different to that opportunity. I really don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I think that we we always go in as the lower status. We always go in on the back foot. You know, we always give over our power and... And I say, sod it. I say, let's take back our power. Let's give ourselves back the control. Because that's one thing, actually, that's one reason why when I had my, my son, I thought, I can't wait for someone to call me and give me the opportunity to work. Why am I waiting for someone to give me the opportunity to work? You know, why, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you so much. I don't know why I'm doing that. Why don't I go out there and make my own fucking opportunity? Because... You know, I can do that. I'm clever enough. You know, I've got the power and the skill to do it. So why not do that? Um, and, and we can definitely do that. We can we can make situations. We can make opportunities. We can create really positive outcomes for ourselves. We don't need to wait for someone else to give it to us and and wait for it to come. So by the time this airs, uh, you will have already done your January AJ masterclass with uh, your husband Alex. Can you tell us what? do these master classes entail and are there any plans to do more workshops in the future okay so um yes we would have done that by by this point um so the master class really was kind of born out of our love for teaching and inspiring and sharing the love as it were um alex has taught for many many years and he's the most amazing choreographer and he's the most amazing teacher and he's really inspirational and um and i do what i do and the more that the more that he's taught and the more that i've kind of learned my craft and i've researched and i um have mastered my skills the more I've, we've realised that actually the two of us together are really kind of they're a force to be reckoned with um so the masterclass kind of brings together the movement of the body aspect from Alex and it brings the movement of the mind aspect from me and it shows people that actually it's that kind of don't just think that you can move your body and expect amazing results because you have to move your mind at the same time I mean we all know right that in order to be an amazing dancer you have to be an amazing actor yes because there's no point in doing anything unless you're feeling it so it's about bringing kind of two things together um, in a very intimate, very safe, very inspiring space um, and, and showing people how using your body and your mind together creates a really powerful end result. Because like I said before, you know, people take dance class, which is awesome, um, but if you can show people how to use their mind at the same time and their heart and their soul and and breathe everything into that moment, then you literally take your performance level from, you know, kind of like seven up to a million. So it's, it's, it's confidence, mindset and performance coaching as well as dance training and, and it's focusing on, it's focusing on um, people's limitless ability and letting them know that their ability is limitless. Because I don't think people know that, actually. They, you know, they, I think everyone feels like they have a ceiling, they reach a ceiling, and they don't. You know, it's, it's limitless. Are you gonna do more of them? Yes, definitely. Um, like you said at the beginning, you know, with kind of mother, actress, confidence coach, all that stuff, um, being a mum takes a, a lot of my time, and, and I love them dearly, and they are my world, but they do take up a lot of my time. So um, between him working full-time at a college and being head of dance there and me doing mum duties and what I do in my business, time is very precious to us. So um, it's just working it in, it's finding time. And also it's working out what works for other people and how often they want it and how often they appreciate it. Um, and, and our future is limitless. So, you know, who knows, watch this space. I just want to ask you, because obviously I'm, I'm 24 and Kathy is 25 and three quarters. <laughs> 
So we're kind of, I guess, like at this age where I'm seeing all my friends back home who are in muggle jobs, normal job, getting engaged, <laughs> buying a house, having kids at the age of 24. And I'm like, oh God, like my career hasn't even really started yet. Like, will I ever have a baby? Will I ever have a house? And I know this is stuff that I definitely, definitely want, but I'm like, where does that fit into my career? And I know it. I know some people that really that can really take over their life and it can really affect them going oh god well I can't have this career because I want to have kids or so they sacrifice one which isn't the case at all so as a mum as a businesswoman as an actress what is it like it's bloody hard (laughs) it's really hard um I get the mum guilt a lot um, yesterday I was working and I worked all day and I was up really early and I left uh, my kids with my mum and I got on the train with my husband we were teaching at the same place that day and I turned to him and I said I feel like a crazy person because yesterday I was thinking I can't wait to get there and I can't wait to see these you know these these guys and work with them and today I'm I'm guilty that I'm leaving my kids you know I, I feel like a crazy person most of the time because I'm torn um, and that is that's that's kind of my sickness. My sickness is um, I'm so ambitious, and I'm and I and I know what I can do. I know what I can create. I know what I could be. Um, but I am also a very dedicated mother, and uh, I'm constantly torn. But I but ultimately I know that it works because it's working. Um, and some people do it really well. Some people, you know, do the whole acting family thing really well. I've got lots of friends that have kids and they still are working in the West End. And, um, you know, my sister and, and my brother-in-law are doing it. They've just had a baby. She's four months old and, you know, they're doing it quite successfully. Other people, it doesn't work and they have to bow out. They have to just literally step away. Um, but I definitely think there's room for both. The one thing that I would say, and this is, this is me as a mum talking... Um, this isn't me as the confidence coach or anything. I would say that what you have to do, I think, is you have to ask yourself a very serious question. Do I want a baby? Especially for women, unfortunately, because we have a clock that ticks. There's no getting away from it. We have a kind of... That's where we are slightly limited. That's the only you know, limit, limitation we have, really, is that we, we are slightly limited in that, in that area. And I think you have to ask yourself a very serious question. And that is, do I want a family? would I like to be a mother and and at what age do I want to realistically have that all happen and and I think that if you can then that you make that your priority because work will always be there we will always make our own work right we can make our own opportunities and if we have to go and work a muggle job for a while then that's what we do but you know no one is going to on my deathbed no one's going to clap me for my amazing performance of Scaramouche and we will rock you right I'm not going to get a round of applause for that, but I know that my children will be there. Yeah? And that's ultimately what is important to me. And I think that's what life is all about. You know, it's the, cir- it's the circle of life. It's the circle of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the Lion King, right? So it's, 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 um, it's that important. It's really important. And, and if you don't want kids, then that's completely fine as well. I have an uncle who is an actor, and he said to me actually at Christmas time, you know, I knew that acting was what I wanted to do. I knew I was, I had to be selfish, and I knew that kids weren't in my life, you know. And that's the path that he chose. And if that's your path, then amazing. But yeah, if you're, if you're a female especially, I think it's slightly easier for the men. I do think it is. Sorry, lads, but I think it is. Um, I think if you're a, if you're a lady, if you're a woman, and and that's something important to you, then I definitely think it's something that you you need to seriously seriously think about because it is hard. It's really it's hard, but it's also lovely. Like the stuff that I get from my kids is the most magical stuff. I would never change. You know, I've never ever changed that. And and I and I do every now and again. I kind of go into that little magical place in my mind, and I think, oh, I would have loved to have done that job. Like I would have loved to have done Les Mis. That is like my ultimate show. And I look at all of these lovely people in Lamey's now and they're like, you know, 23, 24, which I am not, sadly, anymore. Um, and I think, I think I've missed the boat. You know, I, sadly, I think I've missed the boat. And I, and I know that it's probably down to having my son and my little girl. But you know what? They are worth a million Lamey's, you know? So you have to pick and choose your poison, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So what can people do to get in contact with you and get help? So um, they can visit my website, amyjessup.com, um, and on there you'll find uh, some free materials and some like sources stuff. Um, all my contact details are on there. Um, they can send me an email, they can call me, whatever they want. Um, 
and even if they just want you know a very quick chat or they want some guidance or some advice that's completely fine and um, what I normally do if people are contacting me individually then we normally have like a 30 minute kind of briefing call um, and I can kind of work out where they're at and they can suss me out as well because I might not be for everybody um, they can suss me out and they can ask me questions I can ask them questions and we can see if we're good for each other um, and if we're a good fit um, and then I have lots of different things. Um, I have programs, one-to-one programs. I do workshops and masterclasses, like the one that we're, that's coming up. Um, I'd also like to run some events where it's kind of cross between a show, like a, a show slash performance, but then we have some Q and A happening and and other stuff. Um, that's all in the pipeline of stuff of bits to come. Um, but. Um, there's also something that I've written called the grad book which I'd like to, for, for people to know about so if you are just about to graduate or if you have just recently graduated or if you've been out for a year or so it's fine um, if you go onto my website um, amyjessup.com you can download a free copy of the grad book um, and it's got loads of tips and tools a couple of breathing exercises in there um, it's got some advice and you know it's not the gospel it's just it's my advice it's you know my opinion but um, having worked in the industry for many years and knowing it like I do it's just my advice on things like auditions and um, uh, loads of other stuff so if, if people are interested they can go down uh, they can go and download that PDF version of that which has been really helpful for some people um, but I am open to anything and anyone and um, we'll put a, a link to Amy's website below this podcast as well in the description so everyone can access it. Okay, Amy, could you walk into a room today and say I'm having a bad mental health day? Could I? Um, that's a good question and I've heard you ask this with lots of other people as well. And um, if I answer it, I, I, I'd like to answer it how I think it should be answered. And that is, I think everybody should have the right to go into a room and say, I'm not good today. I'm not feeling great. If I answer it personally for me, um, I know that if I'm feeling, if I'm in a bad place or if I've had a bad day, I know that opening that up to potential strangers or uncertainty um, could be damaging and could actually make it worse and I think when, when people are in a bad place I think to, to let's say we go into an audition room and we say you know hi guys just to let you know I'm not feeling great today if you don't know those people in that room very well you have no idea the response that you're going to get and I think that although we've made big waves recently I, I still am yet to be convinced that the stigma you know isn't still there and that people aren't going to be judgmental slightly which is a shame what I would say and my advice would be and my advice to myself is is that if I'm feeling that way I would call in my tribe so before I go in to that audition I would phone my husband I would phone my sister I'd FaceTime them and I'd say I'm feeling pretty shit right now you know just talk to me and I know because they would have nothing but love and support and light for me that they would tell me what I needed to hear they would you know set my my mindset back to where it needed to be and I'd be ready then to go in and confront that and I would go and do that. I'd do my best in that moment and then I'd come out and I would phone them and I would vent or I would say, this is how it went or can I talk to you about this? And I would, and I would, I would, try, I would be safe in the knowledge that those people, those, my, my tribe, want nothing but good things for me and they would never judge me and they would love me unconditionally and so that's where my safety is. So, so on one hand, I really wish and I hope that in time anyone can go into any space and say you know just give me a minute guys or you know give me a bit of leeway here I'm not feeling great um, I hope that happens but for me personally I think I think call in your tribe I think I think go to a safe space I think that's really important for anyone who is feeling dark I think go to a safe space that you know that you can trust and that is unconditional and unjudgmental um, that's my advice. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Is, uh, do you have any final final words before we play a game, or would you, or would you like yeah, to do? I do yeah, final words. Okay, so um, 
there are three things that I think are really important and they're three things that we can take through our whole entire lives and we can use it work family muggle jobs creative jobs you know anything um, those three things are the first one is and my advice is treat people that treat you poorly really well in all aspects because it freaks them out and they don't know what to do and what actually happens is you you raise your status and you raise your standards by doing that and you give them the opportunity to check themselves and ask themselves why they're treating you that way yeah so you give them the opportunity to to change their emotional state and to change their mindset and it's actually something that I use all the time and it's really fun actually when you get it when you master that skill you know just to treat people really well especially if they're treating you like shit is the best to see them check themselves and it's something that instantly makes you feel better about yourself and the position that you're in it instantly boosts your confidence especially when you're in a moment which could so very quickly and easily deplete your confidence and knock your self-confidence instead you do the opposite and you build it up the second thing is make magic moments all the time because this is really good for your self-esteem it's really good for um, your self-confidence it's really good for your mindset is make magic moments so you know if you're in Starbucks and you're grabbing your coffee before work or before school or college or whatever you know buy the person behind you their coffee make that magic moment for them because you never know you know it might come back you might pay it back to you in some other way um, you know open a door for someone tell someone they look nice because by doing that actually what you're doing is you're you're helping yourself to grow and you're contributing not only to them because you've made their day by saying oh my god you look amazing in that outfit and those killer heels are awesome but you are you're contributing to yourself you're making yourself feel better about it as well because when when we spread kindness we just get that back right and it's an in, instant confidence booster for them that person and for you and you can create magic moments without spending any money yeah you can do that all over the place you can speak to someone on the tube you can you know get, buy a bottle of water for a homeless person you know you can stop and chat to an old lady on the bus it's a magic moment that just it, it contributes to our growth as well as theirs and the third thing that I want to share with you is celebrate everything everything because um it's very easy for us to wait for a celebration to come you know wait for that phone call from an agent wait for that job offer wait for a birthday or wait for a Christmas or whatever but really how many times in our life do we get to celebrate right and even the fact that we're on the planet should be a celebration you know we should celebrate our parents even if they didn't do a very good job you know even if they're not great parents we should celebrate them because that they're why we're here right they gave us the opportunity to do things slightly differently. Maybe I'm going to do a better job than you did. So thank you, you know, for giving me that opportunity. Celebrate a Tuesday night. Celebrate if you do something good at work, you know. If you make, if you hit a target or if you sing a song really bloody well, even if you didn't get the bloody job, you know. If you know you nailed that song, go home and pour yourself a glass of Prosecco and sit with your feet up and watch Emmerdale and have a lovely time. Do you know what I mean? You can create those moments for yourself. It's all to do with mindset. And I think that the minute that we start to do things like that and we start to not look inward and we start to look outwards and we start to help others to grow and we contribute to other people, it all comes round full circle. It always does. It inevitably does. And, and it makes us just feel good. It makes us feel so much better about any situation that we're in. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. The game. Are you ready? It's called Finish the... Sentence. Oh, she knows. Okay, first one. I cannot stand... Rudeness. I want to see these improvements in the industry. Kindness. My top tip for actors is? Breathe. Use your superpower, folks. Honestly, you were, you were born with it, right? So the, the heart was beating so much sooner than the brain was even created. Right? So use your superpower because it's all there. It's all inside us. We just need to let it free. I'm definitely going to take that with me. For sure. My guilty pleasure is Emmerdale. Oh yeah. <laughs> my husband hates it. Seven o'clock rolls around, he's like, oh my god, it's Emmerdale. My kids even do it now. Oh god. On topic of kids. I miss being a kid because oh, of their ability to do stuff and not give a shit. Today I am grateful for you guys. 
and this interview. We're very grateful for you. Very. Happiness to me is family. The last one, it's okay to be yourself. Amazing, Amy, thank you so much for a brilliant interview. Yay. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, girls. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. As a thank you for listening to her episode, Amy would like to give listeners 50% off their ticket for the next AJ Masterclass. You can get this deal by going to amyjessop.com forward slash industry minds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Industry Minds. We wanted to make our listeners aware of the services that we offer. We are lucky to have the support of our counsellor, Mary Birch. Mary offers a private telephone or Skype service 24-7 and completely free of charge. She's also holding one-on-one sessions at a creator-friendly price of £25. So if you are interested, please get in touch. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit the subscribe button. You can also rate and review us on Apple. We want to reach as many creatives as we can, and this isn't possible without ratings from our lovely listeners. Share, tell a friend, and please continue to spread the word, as it really could help someone. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you very, very soon.